Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Valley Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in the banking crisis. Don't wait for the email reading, sorry, your account has been frozen. Your accounts aren't safe. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Speaker McCarthy has betrayed the conservative wing of his party, independence, and the American people. And rhino Paul Ryan's hand-picked successor aligned himself and the rhino majority of the House Republicans with the Marxist Dems and their brutal anti-America agenda. Yesterday wasn't just a reversal of fortune for the Republican Party. Take a listen to McCarthy on Fox News when asked about getting the budget through without those conservative members' vote. How do you get this done without those 35 votes? Uh, we'll get it done overwhelmingly. Look, pe- people have different opinions. Before this, I had 17 Republicans who have never voted for a debt ceiling, period. To govern is not easy. But I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Every single one of those members who vote no will miss the opportunity to vote for the largest cut in American history. Can you get it done without about- them? Oh, yeah, we'll get it done without them. That, that's not that's you'll not get enough here. Democrats to come on board. I, look, the president came to an agreement. I think from that point is that we found every time you've ever had two agreements made like that, both sides come together. And what happens as one of the other side comes on, some people will fall off because they think it's a free vote that way. Paul Ryan's successor revealed himself for exactly the rhino fraud he was thought to be by most of the conference and possessed to precisely the same light level of talent and character. In just a few moments, our guest is one of the Republican leaders who McCarthy betrayed. Congressman Scott Perry, head of the Freedom Caucus, joining us today. We'll get his take on what is next for McCarthy and the Freedom Caucus and the Republican Party itself. Just how much damage has McCarthy and the rhinos done to the GOP and their investigations of the Biden regime? Let's turn now to Chairman James Comer's investigation into the Biden crime family. Comer has started the formal procedure to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress for blatantly defying the House Oversight Committee's subpoena for documents held by the FBI. Those documents are confidential whistleblower complaints regarding the Biden crime family that Ray is refusing to turn over. Ray's corruption has been on display, of course, throughout the political persecution of President Trump for years. Now Ray is obviously protecting this corrupt Biden White House. Biden's attorney general has ordered up another politically motivated investigation that is outright electoral interference by the Justice Department and FBI. It's an investigation of West Virginia Governor Jim Justice. 
who is running for Senate against Marxist Dem and essential swing vote in the Senate, Joe Manchin. Garland has filed a civil complaint against the Justice family with regard to their family coal empire. The family has more than a dozen coal businesses that are run by Jim's son, Jay Justice. Biden has turned the full force of the federal government against the Justice family, citing repeated violations of the law, as they put it, and the DOJ is seeking penalties that they are owed as a result of those violations. Dirty, crooked politics as only the Biden regime can play. Let's go to our guest now. Joining us is the leader of the Freedom Caucus and a great congressman, a great American, Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman, good to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Thanks for being with us on what I know is a tough and very busy day for you and your colleagues. We're delighted to have you with us. Well, Lou, thanks for uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity, and uh, and thanks for bringing the truth to America. Because let's face it, you can't count on uh, too many other folks to do that for you. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, the Freedom Caucus again at the forefront of bringing reason and principle and responsibility. Uh, to our federal government. Uh, I, I frankly don't know, and I'm not in any way, as you know, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. Without you and your caucus and those members, I, I don't know where we'd be in this Congress. <laughs> well, look, uh, we, we call ourselves and consider ourselves to be the conscience of the Republican conference. Uh, our mission, among other things, you know, including speaking on behalf of the millions of Americans that Americans that feel like Washington, D.C. has left them behind and doesn't speak for them. You know, our job is to uh, is to make sure that Republicans kind of do what they said they were going to do when they campaigned, And uh, and we do that by showing the way, by voting that way, by talking that way and and. Uh, and, and quite honestly, at times is necessary, making sure that we show the difference between those who not only say they're going to do it, but the ones, those of us that do do it. And so um, it's really not all that hard. All you do is just do what you said you were going to do. Well, it's it seems to be a little difficult for Speaker McCarthy. <laughs> uh, he has said that the debt ceiling, by the way, the debt ceiling deal, as he calls it, uh, offers the biggest biggest budget cut in American history. Your thoughts? Well, the bar is pretty low, Lou. Just uh, just <laughs> remember that there, there probably haven't been any budget cuts in any of these other ones. So if we cut one dollar, uh, that would be the biggest maybe. Um, but even at this, and I think, look, on the best day, this is, I think, $12 billion. But understand, as you as you do, Lou, the other end of the arrangement is a wide open blank check, check to unlimited spending for essentially two years under the Biden administration. That's the trade-off. So you can say, well, look, we saved 12 billion, or you know, they're out there talking about 2.1 trillion, which is quite honestly a farce, and I can explain that to you. But what we know for sure is, is that there's an unlimited blank check uh, written for essentially 20 to 24 months right now. And uh, and that's probably going to total around four trillion or north of that. And north of that, and to to make this very clear for our audience, there is no debt ceiling as of right as of the moment this is approved by the House and the Senate and sent over to the back to the president. There right, there's is no. They, <laughs> there's no limit. 
McCarthy goes over to negotiate a debt ceiling and he walks out without even the nomenclature. There's no longer a debt ceiling. It's wide open. We talk $4 trillion as we go through these numbers, and I understand that. But it, it, theoretically, it could be $40 trillion. And based on his rate of spending so far, two and a half years in his administration, that shouldn't shock anybody. Yeah, the, the, the number is shocking. But the fact that the administration is doing it shouldn't be a surprise. And unfortunately, you know, look, this is the Washington, this is the swamp. This is the uniparty getting together telling us this is the best deal we could get. It's either this or something that's worse. They always tell us that too. And uh, it's unlimited spending. Remember that President Biden said, I'm not gonna negotiate and I want you know a clean debt ceiling. Uh, I will tell you this, while people will say Democrats didn't get anything out of this, I will say they got two things. First of all, they didn't lose one thing that they have. Remember, they've been in charge and they've been spending like crazy, trillions upon trillions of dollars so they didn't lose any of the policies, and now they get to continue to spend trillions of trillions of dollars. So while they didn't get anything, I would say, I don't know, I, I, it's not facetious and it's not trying to be sarcastic. They, they have four trillion reasons to vote for this bill right now. Without question. And also, if they decide they want to take a holiday in la-la land with uh, more spending, they can raise the ante. They could double that spending over the course of that uh, lifting, that suspension of the debt ceiling without there wouldn't be any way to stop him. That's uh, right. It, and the, the caucus, the Freedom Caucus is promising that there will be a reckoning here uh, over this deal. What is it possible now to constrain at all as a result of this? If this happens, I can't personally see, Congressman, any way that there is a countervailing force opposing Biden, his Marxist policies. I, I just can't see any way in the world to slow him down. Well, look, that, that's what we're grappling with right now. Uh, ever since the first of the year, I think a lot of Republicans, conservatives, you know, just regular Americans that think that the country's way off the rails have been at least inspired a little bit or excited to see that something in Washington was happening other than the norm and that the, the uniparty and the swamp wasn't uh, winning every single victory. Unfortunately, with this deal, that, uh, that paradigm has been broken. So we're going to have to go back to the drawing board and see where we stand. Uh, are we going to go back to the coalition where the Freedom Caucus was involved and uh, we were getting conservative policy victories and uh, at least out of the House? You know, we can't control the Senate, certainly can't control Biden, but we right. can control what we push out. Or is the new coalition, the leadership in the House and and uh, Hakeem Jeffries and, uh, you know, the members of the Democrat Party and the minority over here, is that the new coalition? And we're going to see the size of that coalition likely later this afternoon or this evening when this bill uh, comes to the floor. I, I was going to ask you about the, exactly that issue, which is, uh, is the is the Republican conference now the Republican Dem conference uh, and the conservatives and moderate Republicans move to the side? Uh, it's rhinos and uh, Jeffries. Boy, I, I sure hope not. Uh, I wouldn't say that we had a perfect thing going. It was a lot of work. Um, there was a lot of uh, oftentimes uh, tense conversations and sometimes some hurt feelings. But over the last couple of months, just remember, we passed a historic border bill and uh, and we passed 
a very conservative, even even by any by any standard, certainly by the standards now, uh, we passed the most conservative debt ceiling bill with conservatives, moderates and liberal Republicans. That was a recipe for success. We were all working together. But if they're just going to throw the the right flank overboard and and choose to go to Democrats immediately without even trying. Boy, we are in a tough we're in a tough spot for the next uh, year and a half or the the remainder of the Biden administration, for sure. Do you think that that McCarthy had that in mind during those 15 rounds of votes for the speakership? Do you think he had already made a deal uh, with and I'm not saying explicitly, but at least implicitly uh, with the with the White House and the Democrats uh, that if push came to shove, uh, he was ready, willing, and available uh, to be not only a rhino, but uh, a a Marxist dim uh, collaborator. Look, I've known Kevin McCarthy for a long time, and I wish he would be more uh, conservative from a foundational standpoint. Certainly, I think his district would support it. Um, but I, I don't think he's he's that. I think he's more of a you know, he, he likes to put an agreement together. It, it's not necessarily conservative foundationally, but it's an agreement. He, you know, he sees he's he I would think he would consider himself more pragmatic. And, you know, these are the these are the circumstances you have to work within. And certainly I don't think he could he would believe that he could have been speaker uh, immediately going over to the White House or Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats that 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 there was no path for that to happen for him or anybody else, nor should there be on the Republican side. If you're going to do that, just go be a Democrat and be honest with the, with yourself and the rest of the world. So, but look, Lou, as you know, and you've been around this, uh, this um, exercise for some time, there's a lot of people that come to Washington with the best of intentions and some take three months, some take three years, but it consumes a whole lot of people that just find some way to say, you know, well, uh, I, I just got to get in line here with what happens here and, and to, to, to be productive and to be successful or something. They, they rationalize um, their actions and they don't uh, they don't they no longer see the distress, the abject distress that our country's in. And in this case, look, we're obviously already economically in horrific peril. We have to borrow money just to pay our bills. Like, I mean, essentially, you could already say we're in default under those circumstances um, and, and and to not to not recognize that peril and to add, you know, we're 32, just short of 32 trillion dollars in debt right now. And to know in two years we're going to be at 36 trillion dollars because of this deal. And everything is off the table. All of our leverage with the president is now gone for the remainder of his term. It is stunning to me that we would make this deal. It is. Uh... It is stunning. And when we come back, we're talking uh, with Congressman Scott Perry, the head of the Freedom Caucus. We're talking about, well, we're talking about a country that's spending, a, a government that's spending $100 billion of a month on interest only. And yes, guess what? This administration may have a clear path to spending zillions more. We're talking again with Scott Perry, Congressman Scott Perry, the head of the Freedom Caucus, Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is a warning, my fellow Americans. The news just broke and it's grim. The banking collapse of 2023 is now more devastating than the banking collapse of 2008. First Republic, PacWest, Silicon Bank, just a few of the latest casualties in this banking crisis. And don't wait for the email reading, quote, sorry, your account has been frozen, end quote. Take action now to protect what we've all worked so hard to build. Believe me, you can protect your wealth by utilizing a straightforward tax loophole that's entirely legal. Call my friends at American Alternative Assets. Ask them for your free wealth protection guide. Call 866-3-USA-GOLD. That's right. Call now, 866-386-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without tax consequence. Call American Alternative Assets at 866-3-USA-GOLD to claim your free gold and silver guide today. Once again, call now, 866-387-2465. We're back with Congressman Scott Perry. And Congressman, again, I want to thank you for your time on what I know is a very busy day. Give us all a sense of what you think the odds are. You've got two votes still here today as we're speaking on rules. The whole the floor will be voting on uh, the rules. And tonight, the deal itself, your set of odds on it. Uh, look, I, I know that uh, there's going to be uh, uh, votes against the rule from the Republican conference. And of course, that is uh, legislative combat. That's that's seen as strictly out of bounds for the party in charge to vote against their own rule. But if you're opposed to this this agreement, as I am, and vehemently opposed to it, because I think it's really bad for America, um, we have no choice except to do that if you're true to yourself. Um, but I suspect that, uh, look, leadership already knows that. There were two no votes in the Rules Committee itself last night by two Freedom Caucus members that are on the Rules Committee. And so they know it's coming, and I imagine they're going to the other side to pick up those votes to uh, to move this along. It's also my understanding, Lou, and it's been reported that uh, the Democrats are locked in a room without their cell phones. Think about this. The White House economic advisor praised this deal of, of fully funding their uh, progressive agenda. And I think what's happening inside the Democrat caucus room is they're telling them to tamp down their enthusiasm. Don't be out there saying how great a deal they got because it's going to chill Republican votes. They want as, re as many Republican votes as they can get for it. But I think you're going to see between 100 and 150 Democrat votes for this thing. That should be a signal to you that there's a problem here. When you got 
leftist Democrats voting for this uh, so-called Republican bill, um, the only bill to come out of either chamber, out of a Republican House of Representatives, um, and you have a majority of the Democrats voting for it. That, that is a sign. That's a sign, and it's a sign we'll all be looking for. Uh, we also know uh, that this is a tremendous victory for President Biden, a tremendous victory for the Dems. Uh, Schumer and Jeffries, are, they're clicking their heels right now. Uh, and also the American people know what's happening. Right now they know what's happening. And I can't see how <laughs> McCarthy walks away from that deal having given up 2,000 agents for the Internal Revenue Service and calling that a victory. Uh, no Republican well, will be able to campaign. We don't even know that, Lou. We don't even know that. Look, the IRS got a, a $80 billion uh, advance appropriation. So just think about it. They get, I don't know, $9 billion a year in, in just their operating costs provided by Congress. But Last year, under President Obama, they got $80 billion dumped into their bank account. And in this deal, we take back $1.4 billion. So they have $78.6 billion left to spend. Uh, all that means is at the end of 10 years, because that $80 billion was over 10 years, they end right. up with $1.4 billion less. But they have essentially $78.6 billion this moment to spend. Well, who knows what they're going to spend it on, but I bet it's not in leaving the American people alone. Well, I, I would uh, I would support your view. And uh, I was extrapolating, and I should yeah, not have done no. a straight line extrapolation. Well, I, just wanna, I just want you to be clear of what's happened here, because they're telling us, and they're telling the American people, look, we stopped the IRS. No, we didn't. We didn't stop anything. We, well, instead of, of, of Instead of stopping this woke weaponized government, we're fully underwriting and funding it with your tax dollars, Lou. And uh, the way I've explained it to the audience is uh, not only did the Republicans not stop the weaponization of the federal government against the American people, uh, it actually allowed the Marxist Dems to bring in reinforcements to continue the assault. And uh, it's a sad, sad day, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Americans were betrayed. The Republican conference was betrayed. There's no other way to, to say it, in my opinion. Your thoughts? Yeah, look, I wasn't on the negotiating team, uh, and I can't say that I would do better. But I will tell you this, Lou, we passed a bill. I don't know why we negotiated with the White House. The White House can't pass anything. It is the Senate. To me, when they said, well, you have to negotiate with Joe Biden, I would have said, no, I'm, I'm not going to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send this bill to the Senate, and then I'm going to send my guys home so that we can stop meddling with America. And when you in the Senate pass a bill, since it's so urgent and you don't want to go over the debt ceiling, you don't want to go over the edge, let us know when you can pass something. We'll come back to town and then we'll work it out. But that never happened. Instead, the House passed a bill and then immediately began negotiating against its own position. And that's how you get what we have now. And that was the limit, save, grow legislation. Uh, did you counsel the speaker to with that alternative approach? Because it makes all the sense in the world. I did. I did counsel him. And look, I didn't ask to be in the negotiating team. I, I don't want to hang around with Democrats and leftists. But if he would have asked, I would have done it, of course. But it just makes common sense. Look, if you're old enough to watch Schoolhouse Rock, you know the House passes a bill. The Senate has to pass a bill. 
They put them together, they work out the differences, and then they send that to the president for a signature. At this moment, Lou, there has been no Senate bill, and there's never going to be a Senate bill because we left them off the hook. All these reporters come to me and they say, well, what are you willing to do? We did what we were willing to do. It's called the Limit Save Grow Act, and we passed it over a month ago. We're not responsible for going over this fiscal cliff, but yet they gave the, the Senate Democrats a pass, and they continue to do that to this moment. And apparently we did too. Well, I just have the strong sense that Chuck Chuck Schumer has uh, been uh, the architect of much of what we've seen unfold. Uh, I don't believe that uh, that McCarthy uh, will ever be much of an architect, but he is sure a, a heck of a demo guy. Uh, and by that, I'm referring to demolition, because what he has demolished may be the Republican chances in 2024. I think it's that stark. Your thoughts? Well, look, we should be painting a bright line between the leftists and the Republicans, and this does not paint that bright line. I know they're talking about trillions in dollars in savings, but, Lou, it just doesn't exist. In the bill, it says targets. A target is another word for saying a goal. So we have a goal of saving money, but there's nothing. Look, this, this town, even when it ties itself legislatively uh, to not spending money, they don't even abide by that. Do you th actually believe they're going to abide by four years of goals? This money is not going to be saved. We're going to spend at least $4 trillion, if not much more. And, uh, and we're going to imperil America even further. Meanwhile, at you know a week ago, we had the Democrats and the leftists completely in a corner where they could not get out. We should have forced them to pass our bill or take up some bill that they could pass. We failed to do that. And this is what happens when you fail. And, and the truth of the matter is that the political ramifications are are significant. The The idea, it seems to me, that the Republican Party now is so riven uh, and divided, I, I just can't imagine going forward uh, uh, what this will do to the to the investigation committees, that is the House Judiciary, the House uh, Oversight Committee, and the, the subcommittee of the Judiciary that uh, Congressman Jim Jordan is leading. I, I mean, this, this falls hard on what was so much momentum, so much initiative, and so much achievement on the part of those committees, I don't know what the impact is going to be because the Republicans have lost a lot of credibility as of right now. I don't know what the votes will be, but it's the way it looks to me. Your concluding thoughts, if you would, Congressman. Hey, I, I would agree with you. Look, Lou, for the past four or five months, we've seen unprecedented success with a unified Republican Party, not only in the House, but in the Senate, too, as you know, uh, the Senate said they would not, Senate Republicans said they would not vote for a clean debt ceiling. That's a unified Republican Party. And we were getting wins, the most impactful border security bill ever to come out of the House of Representatives with a very small majority, as you know, the Limit Save Grow Act, the most impactful and conservative debt ceiling increase ever in history, even though we didn't cause the bill in the first place. We were really doing well as a unified Republican Party. It's very, very powerful. This has served to fracture that. If we can, you know, whether we can put it back together remains to be seen. If we can put it back together, Lou, I think we can reclaim some credibility, but we don't have any time to spare. And there are just as big a fights coming in front of us, and we've got to get it together for that. I sure hope we're not seeing the beginning of a new uh, leadership Republican and, and Democrat coalition. That will be devastating to our chances and devastating to America, which is actually more important. Congressman Scott Perry, thank you very much for being with us, and, uh, and God bless you for all that you're doing for this country. 
Thank you, Lou. God bless you and your audience. That's all for us today. Our guest here tomorrow will be Congressman Matt Rosendale on the dirty, rotten reversal orchestrated by Speaker Kevin McCarthy and what it means for the country. We hope you'll join us for all of that and more on The Great America Show tomorrow. Till then, thanks, God bless you, and may God bless America. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.